right, hey friends. How we doing? How's everybody feeling? You doing all right? I think I'm okay today. I think we've got a couple solid, mostly two hours of nonsense ahead. Although we do have some guests on the program that will bring some actual knowledge and intelligence to the show. Hopefully. Definitely. Definitely. We'll tell you all about it coming up in a moment, but want to get through the welcome spiel. Of course, this is a Workday Red Zone. We're here with you today from noon to 2 p.m. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in on the ticket, KDA 970 AM, along with 95.3, 96.9, and 104.1 at KBRI. We stream online at 953theticket.com. And you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA, and you will be all set. If you want to shout at us today, very easy. Call us, 870-930-3776. Also, reach out on social media, facebook.com slash 953theticket, or on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. You can also use the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by Keith Merritt for hour one. Sweater weather today. It is. It absolutely is. It's nice out there. I have on a sweater as well, although ours are, we've got different teams that different we're repping. Different teams right now. You're you're repping Arkansas State. It is I, a it is a sweater. And I am repping my favorite hockey team, the St. Louis Blues. And it is a hockey sweater. Yep. Kate, do you have on a sweater? Uh, I do not, know. Producer Cade Carlton here did not get the memo. <laughs> we did not coordinate as a group today, so we're struggling a little bit, but as long as we manage to get it on air, get it together on air here uh, over the course of the next couple hours, we should be all right. In addition to our voices that you're going to hear today, coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to check in with Craig Stevenson. Craig Stevenson uh, we are, uh, is kind enough to join us pretty much once a year. We check in with <laughs> Craig, and that's because he covers the South Alabama Jaguars. He does that for AL.com. He does a great job of it, and uh, he's going to fill us in on what's going on there with Kane Womack's first year at the helm of South Al. So again, 12-15 is, is when he'll join us. We also anticipate checking in with Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley uh, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. We think uh, rides around 105-ish, but uh, we're still double-checking on some uh, times there. Of course, it's a big day for Coach Dooley and his program as they absolutely cleaned up in the Sunbelt Soccer Postseason Awards. Uh, he's a coach of the year for the second time in a row. Also joined with honors, uh, joining him with honors, you've got defensive player of the year, Haley Cloud, goalkeeper of the year, Megan McClure, and freshman of the year, Aaliyah Williamson. You're probably wondering why I haven't said Sarah Sedoma's name. She's not, she didn't get one of the big awards this year. But she uh, is first team all Sunday. She is. She got outscored. Uh, by uh, by one of the players from South Al, but she is still a no doubt surefire first teamer. She is also joined uh, on the second team by Emma Riley. So all in all, was that six six honorees for Arkansas State soccer? And uh, again, we'll ask Coach Brian Dooley about all of those, and then of course look ahead to the Sun Belt Conference tournament as the regular season champ, the Red Wolves, get a bye. So they won't play again until, I believe, next Wednesday, November the 4th. Uh, the full tournament bracket is going to be released later on today. So we'll know, you know, who they're waiting around and scouting and, and all of that. So uh, cool stuff there for Coach Dooley and his squad. Uh, elsewhere, of course, Arkansas State football continuing to prep for Saturday's game against the Jaguars. Just a, a quick note on South Alabama. They're 4-3, and three, and again, that's a team that is coming off of a 41-31 loss against 
ULM. Elsewhere in some other headlines, congratulations to Arkansas's Grant Morgan. He's a finalist for pretty much the, the academic Heisman. As he's one of 13 guys that were named as a finalist for the William B. Campbell Trophy yesterday. And that award recognizes all kinds of stuff. On-field and classroom success plus exemplary leadership. I want to go ahead and remind everybody that coming up on Saturday, we're going to have the state high school championship volleyball matchups coming up uh, on, on Saturday throughout the day. Uh, right now, NEA teams that are still in the running include Valley View, Brooklyn, and Marion. So we're going to cross our fingers that all of those teams get wins today, and then we'll be able to hear them play Saturday right here on uh, KNEA. So that's the slate of what's going on. guess it's time for us to tell you the KavanaughCars.com question today, and we're going with some really serious stuff. Just want to let you know right now. If you could dress as any sports figure for Halloween, who would it be? I am not going to lie. Some of you are already answering on social media with a, with people I'm going to have to Google. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. Who I, was that guy? <laughs> I thought today we'd get a bunch of Ted Lassos and a couple other answers, and I don't know who some of these people are, so thanks for that. As it looks like we're going to be researching early and often with your responses at Kara underscore Richie, but... But uh, I look forward to that. And then, of course, uh, to balance it out, I thought we'd also ask you a super serious question as well. Kind of have a, we've already had a two for Tuesday this week. Why not have a two for Thursday as well with our KavanaughCars.com questions? But here's the deal. I need you to be brutally honest on this question, whether you answer on the phones or on, on Twitter. If you were in a scary movie, would you still be alive at the end? No, no hope. <laughs> Never. Wouldn't happen. Kate and I have already had this discussion yeah. today. He's a no. I'm a no. So we're, this is dead. Dead studio walking is what we've got going on right the here. The only scary movie where I might make it through would be Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and that's not very scary. <laughs> a Halloween film, yes. A horror film. Not ah. really. This is, uh, we've got a lot of goners already <laughs> in terms of that question. But uh, we've got those posted for you. And uh, look forward to your answers, especially on the second one. I feel like this is almost like a philosophy experiment and as much as, much as it is a, a question of the day on the show. But, uh, but interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting st- uh, answers already. Already on on both of these questions. You know how hard it is for me not to start singing There's a Light over by the Frankenstein place? (laughs) I'm not as familiar with that one as you are. There's a light. I've seen it before, but uh, but it's been a minute. (laughs) Checking in on some other news from around, uh, well, around the Sun Belt, around the country, whatever. I do want to get you up to speed on the latest conference rumblings. Nothing really significant going on today. Old Dominion did have their press conference this morning. I I did not tune in on this one on Zoom. Apologies there, so I don't have any good quips or quotes or anything. But you can find a lot of coverage uh, from that on social media. But basically, uh, I, I did see this tweet posted from one of the Old Dominion uh, media people. This is Craig Looper, who's on air at WAV. W-A-V-Y-T-V. And he said there were five main reasons that ODU and their AD would seal it. 
said that this would be a great move to the Sun Belt. And what they pointed out was student-athlete welfare. So, again, that's your travel times, cut down on bus rides, things like that. Uh, your, the excellent competition. Well, thank you. Uh, said it would be fan-friendly. Again, more places to travel, uh, easier to play in games around the league. Uh, said it was a league of compatible institutions and ESPN presence and exposure. Again, I can't tell you what all channels Conference USA plays on right now. It's like there's a boatload. Be in sports and stadium and flow sports and CBS CBS Sports, sports Network. Network and then two games a year on ESPN. So <laughs> now they know you know where to find all of those games. Facebook Live, I think. Yeah. I mean, we know, look, we know as a fan base that if it's if it's on, it's on ESPN+. Plus. And if it's not on ESPN+, Plus, okay, it's on one of the different ESPN affiliates. That means it's a it's a late, or not a late night, but a midweek nationally televised game. You know where it is. You always know where it is. Yeah. The only exceptions to that, of course, are when it's a road game. And it's always frustrating trying to find a road game where, you know, somebody in the league is playing a Conference USA team and you want to watch it a little bit. and You, you can't find you it can't to figure save out what, your soul. What alphabet soup of a broadcast channel it's on, so you just pull up the old stat cast and, and call how's, it good. How's that TV market size thing working out? Not well. And I guess we'll follow the AAC starting in 2023 to see if their experience, uh, experiment with it goes any better than what we've seen from Conference USA over the past few years. <laughs> Your answers already to some of our questions today. Uh, very good stuff, I got to tell you, on social media. Uh, 9303776 uh, is the number call. And actually, I just I just looked at the clock. I'm used to talking to our noon guest at 1230. So I was like, oh, we can open the phone lines. But again, we'll talk with Craig Stevenson in about five minutes. So so hold that thought as far as the phones. But looking forward to talking with Craig in a couple minutes. I'm interested to hear some of the questions we'll throw at him. You know, how, how the transition has gone in the Kane Womack era. Again, they're under a first-year head coach. And then, of course, if, if he has any pointers that we can pass along to Butch Jones and company about how in the world to contain Jalen Tolbert. We'll very much be looking forward to those. You got to double team him with three guys. <laughs> <laughs> I I am somewhat curious, and I haven't looked at Jake Bentley's overall stats. Maybe they're a team that scored more of their touchdowns on the ground, but I am intrigued by the fact that you know he has a lot of of receiving yardage this year, but he doesn't necessarily have the touchdowns to go with it. You know, you think back the past couple years to Jay Adams and Omar Bayless, those guys had had both of those. You know, they had a ton of yards, but um, a lot of those catches ended in touchdown receptions. And it's not quite the same with Tolbert. I mean, he's he's top five in the country, I think, as far as receiving yards per game. But he doesn't have near the touchdowns that Corey Rucker does. Um, so it's just one of those things where they're they're not find, finding him when they when they get close or Maybe he's not been able to have those those breakaway touchdowns. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, we'll see if Craig Stevenson can clear up some of that as well when he joins us next. But it's time to go ahead and, and hit pause and dial him up. Again, when we come back, we're going to learn more about South Alabama. Uh, Craig Stevenson of AL.com will be with us right after this. Keep it with us on The Ticket. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95-3, the ticket. Four-man front for that A-State defense. Levi Lewis under pressure, and he's sacked. 
Jojo Azugu brought him down by the ankles back at the 36-yard line. The Red Wolves wrap up the month of October on the road Saturday as they visit the Jaguars of South Alabama. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K5. Coverage begins at 1.20 with Wolfhouse, presented by Baird Auto Group. Then from Mobile, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 2, the Centennial Bank Pregame Show at 3, and kickoff at 4 o'clock. A-State football is sponsored in part by Hytro, Vision Care Center, First Security Bank, Hilltop Family Dentistry, JT White Hardware and Lumber, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Elite Eye Care, Hijinks, Arkansas State University, Max Prairie Wings, NEA Golf Cars, Mr. T's, and Renner Communications. There are happy Halloween savings this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. Get fresh whole pork Boston butt single packs, $1.15 a pound. USDA select New York strip steak value packs, $5.94 a pound. Sugardale sliced bacon, 40 ounces, $8.97. Fresh tomatoes on the vine, 68 cents a pound. And Hershey's snack size Halloween candy, $2.45. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes Supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. It's the Ultimate Air Halloween Fall Festival this Friday and Saturday with fun for all ages, trick-or-treating, carnival games, face painting, an inflatable slide, delicious fall foods, and get the ultimate scare at the Ultimate Air Haunted House. And of course, you can jump the night away at the Ultimate Air Halloween Fall Festival Friday 4 to 10 and Saturday noon to 10 with the Jet Brady Band performing each night. Get discounted jump tickets when you wear your costume. Call 333-JUMP and we'll see you at Ultimate Air 3223 Shelby Drive. You could keep telling yourself you're going to get your vehicle service, or you could just call Central Nissan today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Central Nissan Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Nissan. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Nissan. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at centralnissan.net. It's time for Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater photo contest. Enter your little ghosts and goblins in their Halloween costumes. Then vote and encourage others to vote for an opportunity for them to win one of three great Halloween gift baskets from Farmers Emergence Bank. Everyone who votes will have an opportunity to win a station gift pack. Enter your child's photo in Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater contest through Tuesday, November 2nd at midnight at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Brought to you by The Ticket and Farmers Emergence Bank. Member FDIC. This is your warning. You're entering the workday red zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Keith Merritt, Kate Carlton, all of us hanging out in studio. Time to get to know a little bit more about South Alabama football other than just Jalen Tolbert. Although, spoiler alert, we're going to ask about him too. But joining us now on the Ritter Communications Hotline, we've got Craig Stevenson who covers the team at AL.com. Craig, how are you today? Uh, shuffling my notes, trying to uh, put all the Jalen Tolbert stuff at the bottom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I really appreciate you jumping on with us today. I appreciate you always coming on uh, yearly to talk Jags with us. Uh, practice earlier today for South Alabama. How did that go? Yeah, you know, the Thursday practice is just a, 
notepads and just, uh, you know, for my purposes, it's just seeing who's practicing and who's not, obviously. But, uh, you know, Jags are a little bit banged up, especially on the interior offensive line, so it'll be interesting to see how they do there. But, uh, it, you know, it's been a much different team at home than on the road this year for South Alabama. So I think they're feeling pretty good going into this one. You get to, you know, games seven, eight, later than that into the season, and you start to see just a lot of, of bumps and bruises for everybody. Is this a team that has some uh, significant injury impact or just a, a bunch of guys that are probably in a situation where they're going to play through it? No, I think especially, as I alluded to, on the interior offensive line, they, they're starting center James Jackson out. Uh, so they moved a former guard center. That's been a couple of weeks ago. But then the guy that they replaced, Trey Simpson, who was the left guard with, he got hurt. So now they're down to their third left guard. Um, and I think uh, other than the, the starting three, if you will, the two guards in the center, uh, they're going to be down to like walk-ons and freshmen if anybody else gets hurt. So that's a real concern. Uh, there are some other guys on the other side of the ball that are a little bit banged up. Jamal Brooks, the middle linebacker in particular, uh, left the game three different times due to injury last week against Louisiana Monroe. Not sure about his status this week, and uh, he would be a big loss. He's a Missouri transfer and has really been kind of an intellectual and emotional leader on the defensive side of the ball. So that's a, definitely a guy to keep an eye out for if 25's in there or not. What else went wrong this past week when – you know, the Jags had a lead on ULM, and then at the end of the game, you look up and ULM had won it. Yeah, uh, it surprised me, too. Uh, you know, I, I will say this. I think Terry Bowden is an excellent football coach and can game plan with anybody. Uh, and I think he had a great plan for South Alabama, got them out of their comfort zone defensively, picked on the right guys on the defensive side of the ball, and South Alabama just – I don't know if they just weren't into it mentally or just execution-wise taking wrong angles, missing tackles, you know, the, covering the wrong guy when there's a, a choice between two. All those things went wrong, and they just got behind and were never able to really stabilize it. Now, they did briefly take the lead in the third quarter at 31-24, but then ULM came right back down and scored, and then South Alabama went three and out, and ULM scored again and kind of put the game out of reach, and I, you know, the things that South Alabama had done well defensively all year, get off the field on third down and, you know, shut people down and hold them to field goals in the red zone, they were not able to do that against ULM. And uh, credit to ULM, uh, Chandler Rogers, the freshman quarterback, looks like he's going to be a fine player in this league. But I think South Alabama was more talented than ULM. But ULM had some speed on the uh, perimeter that South Alabama had not seen this year, I don't think. Interesting. Interesting about the improvements there to, to that Warhawks team that a lot of people didn't expect much from this year. Craig Stevenson here with us, uh, giving us a heads up on ULM, but of course covering South Alabama. Um, I want to back up a little bit as, as this is, of course, the first year for head coach Kane Womack there with the program. What was that transition like as he came in? I think it was as smooth as it, smooth as it could be for a guy that had been away for a few years because he was here before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was defensive coordinator 2016 and 2017. And a lot of the guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the veteran guys, fifth-year seniors, some of the quote-unquote super seniors, were guys that he recruited. And defensively, stylistically, it's been a pretty smooth transition. Even some of the veteran guys on the offensive side of the ball, it's helped. They brought in a bunch of transfers on that side of the ball. Jake Bentley, the quarterback, and um, Kareem Walker, the running back, and several of the offensive linemen. That's been a big help to them. So it's not as 
ripping everything down to the studs and starting over as it might have been if it had been a total outsider to the program. Kane Womack knew this program. A lot of the players knew him. And uh, it's uh, it's been pretty smooth, I think. And obviously they got off to a great start at 3-0, and and they've kind of struggled here in the last couple of weeks. With you know, with Kane Womack being a, a familiar face there, you mentioned guys coming in, but was there much attrition, or was he mainly able to keep you know that roster in, intact? No, I think that uh, other than two guys that were kicked off the team for disciplinary reasons, I don't think they lost anybody after the spring. Uh, they've lost a couple of guys since the season started that have you know weren't playing and decided to leave. But over the off season, though, it was mainly. You know, we talk about how much the transfer portal has affected different programs. It was also the positive side for South Alabama. They brought in, I think it was 13 uh, Division One transfers, plus a couple of JUCO guys, plus a couple of special team walk-on guys. Um, so until, um, you know, the season started, there was, there was not much attrition at all. They did, um, Alan Bailey, who was a uh, wide receiver transfer from Kentucky, left after a few weeks after, you know, he wasn't playing and, They've lost a couple here in the last couple of weeks. Some disciplinary and, um, you know, a, a deep backup wide receiver left the team yesterday. But now they've, they've actually been pretty stable in terms of the roster for a first-year coach. When Kane Womack came in, of course, he starts putting together his staff and, and assistant coaches and, and everybody else there with the program. And, and one name that really jumped out to me that he brought in was, was Matt Shadid as the director of athletic performance a guy that was at Arkansas State when Blake Anderson was first hired here and when Shadid first came to Arkansas State the players would not quit talking about him and and what he expected out of them and what he got from them and I'm curious what if anything the the Jaguars have had to say about the addition of Shadid there in the weight room yeah I think it's helped for sure and uh, you know it's it's always tough to gauge because everybody loves the strength coach you know they're always a different kind of person and uh, they get to work, especially in the off season. They get to work with the players a lot more than than other coaches do. But I think that there are some guys, especially uh, some of the offensive linemen, are in a lot better shape, a lot better condition than they were previously, and and that's been a big difference. But yeah, I think they really like him. And obviously, uh, Kane Womack goes way back with the Blake Anderson staff because they were all um, a lot of those guys were on the staff at Southern Miss when he was a player there. So you know they, they've got a deep. He's got a pretty deep network with all those guys, and that's how Shadid, I guess, came into the picture for him. Now, Matt does a great job of getting people in shape and able to play hard in the fourth quarter. That was always kind of the the end goal for him when he was here at Arkansas State, and I would imagine that hadn't changed a bit. He, he's still an energizer bunny. <laughs> yeah, I would say so, and you mentioned the fourth quarter. They've been uh, South Alabama, really until last week, had been pretty good in the fourth quarter. They did kind of let down at the end of the Texas State game, too, which hurt. But uh, but for the most part, they've been a better second-half team than first-half team. Craig Stevenson here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Uh, time to dive into some personnel, and I guess everybody probably knows where we're going to start, and that's with wide receiver Jalen Tolbert. Kind of a two-part question here. One... How has he managed to own Arkansas State in the past two years? And then, two, what has his 2021 been like thus far? Yeah, well, I think anybody that plays man-to-man is going to have a real problem with Jalen Tolbert, and that's what Arkansas State has done the last couple of years. You know, last year he had uh, he had an NFL wide receiver on the other side of the field, Kawan Baker, who uh, was with the New Orleans Saints for a while and I guess got released and is on the practice squad now. So that helped, and uh, 
And, you know, I and this year the other guys, Jalen Wayne, Colin Lacey, are, are really solid players as well. The thing with Tolbert is he's not a real burner in terms of speed, but he is just so good when the ball is in the air. You know, of course, he's got great height. He's about 6'3". But in terms of body positioning, timing his leap, um, you know, catch, what they call catch radius, he's just one of the, he's one of the best that I've ever seen. Uh, and this year with Jake Bentley, who is a guy that is, you know, was at South Carolina and then Utah before he came here. I think he's a, he's coming up on 50 starts as a college quarterback. He knows what to do with the ball, and yeah. I think that what he's done the last couple of weeks, they, they were kind of slow starting in the passing game for the first three or four games, but last couple of weeks he's just been high-pointing the ball and uh, letting Jalen Tolbert and Jalen Wayne go up and get it, and it's been really successful for him. He threw for uh, 389 two weeks ago against Georgia Southern and then uh, 320 last week against ULM. So that's kind of where the uh, offense lives and dies. The running game has not been great, but uh, in terms of Bentley and the and the downfield receivers, they've been really good this year. With Bentley, I mean, you can look at his stats and, and see where he's at in terms of, you know, uh, where he ranks nationally, all, some, all a bunch of good numbers. But with all of that experience under his belt, what did he add to this offense, I guess, from, from an intangible standpoint, from the leadership standpoint, or, or whatever else? Yeah, I think that's the key to it. You know, he's had a pretty good year, not a great year, and he's gotten better in the last couple of weeks. Um, I, it's the experience thing. It's no one to, hey, if I've got to take a sack on this play, I'm going to have to take a sack. I'm not going to just throw the ball up for grabs and get it intercepted throwing the ball away, no one went to get rid of the ball, one to, uh, you know, quote, unquote, let's punt this play. You know, we're just, it's not open, so we're just going to throw it away. He's good at all that sort of thing. And staying calm uh, in the two-minute drill type thing, they've scored, uh, they've, they've had some good two-minute drills at the end of halves, not just at the end of the game, but at the end of halves. And all that experience is really paying off. South Alabama does not have a great, quarterback tradition. Now the program's only about 12 years old, but he has a chance to completely rewrite all the record books here if he continues on the pace that he is. Defensively, what makes this team go? Uh, the defensive line is probably the best part of the of the, uh, of the defense, and it's interesting because that, that group was pretty much all recruited by Steve Campbell, who uh, whose program didn't have a whole lot of success, but they did a really good job of collecting and refining defensive linemen. Janarius Johnson, the nose tackle, who was a JUCO guy out of Mississippi a couple years ago, just really strong at the point of attack, good at tying up blockers. Uh, a guy that's really come on this year, Wykevius Thomas, who they play. It's a 4-2-5, but really one defensive end and two tackles, and then they have a linebacker that they walk up and will drop back in coverage and all that sort of thing. I think that's probably where it's at. Uh, I mentioned Brooks earlier, and then A.J. DeShazer is the other inside linebacker, a really, really good player. Uh, the back end has not been as good, particularly on the corners. They're not great. Um, you know, They've had some injuries and just not a whole lot of depth. I think they only have five scholarship cornerbacks. So um, it, it's all about the defensive front, not just getting pressure on the quarterback, but just kind of tying up all the, the interior so teams can't really run on them. Last thing here as we wrap up our conversation with Craig Stevenson, who covers South Alabama football for AL.com. What's going to decide this one coming up on Saturday, Craig? I, I think it's South Alabama. I guess passing games on both sides, because I know Arkansas State can really throw it too, but I think South Alabama is really going to go for the jugular deep down the field, and it's going to be a matter of hitting those balls, just like they've done the last two years. I don't think, even though it's a new coaching staff, nothing's going to change. They're going to try to throw the ball to win, and if they can do that, then they probably will. 
All right, I said that was the last question, but I lied because I want you to weigh in on our question of the day. If you could dress up as any sports right. figure for Halloween, who would it be? Any uh, Living or dead? Any sports figure. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, just based on my physique, I could probably pull off Babe Ruth, so let's go for that. <laughs> Craig, we really appreciate the time today. Thanks right. for the preview and for joining us. Yeah, no problem. See uh, Craig Stevenson there. Avail.com. Appreciate him playing along there at the end. And of course, uh, a lot of good information there about, about the Jaguars. I guess one of the things that I find the most interesting is is something that he mentioned closer to the beginning of that interview where he talked about the, the health of this. South Alabama has a very beat-up offensive line. Arkansas State has a very beat-up <laughs> interior defensive line. So who's going to be able to, I guess, you know, gut it out the most? there for a full 60 minutes and, and be able to win on, on that side of things in the line of scrimmage. That's going to be a huge battle there, and it doesn't sound like either unit is, is close to 100%. No, doesn't doesn't sound like they've got all their bullets. Yeah, yeah, not even, not even at all. So it'll be curious to see, you know, then what a beat-up A-State defense can do against a beat-up uh, South Alabama offensive line. Now, now A-State still has... You know, they're two main guys, healthy and ready to go on the end there in, in Kavon Bennett and JoJo. So can those guys take advantage of a little bit of a, you know, down physically South Alabama offensive line and, and maybe ruin Jake Bentley's day a little bit? Because if, if you ruin Jake Bentley's day a little bit, you're going to have better success in ruining Jalen Tolbert's day. And so far, that's been something that Arkansas State has not been able to do when these teams have matched up over the past couple years. But, again, thank you to Craig for joining us. Uh, if you missed that chat, we'll have it up for you following the program at 953theticket.com. We'll hit pause here, come back, and I tell you what, we'll hear a little bit from Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones. Some audio from him from last night at Live with the Red Wolves, both how his team played last week and what they're looking ahead to against the Jags. That's on the way next. Keep it here with us on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Central Toyota has your vehicle and your back. And call Central Toyota today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off tomorrow what can be done today. Central Toyota's service department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Toyota. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Toyota. Schedule your service needs today on Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. Soybean prices falling a bit. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 562 and a half of five and a quarter with March corn at 571 and a quarter of five and a quarter. November soybeans at 1233 and a quarter down six with January soybeans at 1244 and a quarter down five and a half. December wheat at 768 and a quarter up eight and a half with March wheat at 781 up eight. December cotton at 1194 up 142 with March cotton at 11010 up 146. November rice 1334 and a half up 
up five with January rice, 13.57 and a half, up one and a half. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle 126.55, down 67.5. December live cattle 138.82.5, down 75. October feeder cattle 156.65, up 15. With November feeder cattle 158.07.5, down 40. December lane hogs at 75.20, up 322.5. With February hogs at 77.12.5, up 280. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. The key to cleaner, ready-to-plant fields next spring? Use the newest PPO burndown herbicide to create the foundation for your tank mix this fall. Reviton's novel active ingredient and low use rate means better resistance management and powerful, fast performance even against tough-to-control fall weeds like henbit, morning glory, and poa. Hammer weeds harder with Reviton. Learn more at helmcrop.com slash Reviton. That's H-E-L-M crop.com slash Reviton. Always read and follow label directions. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, Kate, all with you. We've just thrown out a whole bunch of questions for you today on Twitter. We'll throw them out. For you to weigh in on the phones as well. 9303776. Man, that was a pregnant pause. It's moments like that, that's when the gears actually turn in my brain and sometimes they get stuck and you just gotta, gotta Some, go with sometimes it. Sometimes when it happens <laughs> to me I can hear them grinding. <laughs> if you could dress as any sports figure for Halloween, who would it be? That's one question we've thrown out there for you. Already some some funny answers and appreciate Craig Stevenson playing along. He said he would go with uh Babe Ruth, said he had the physique for it. The Bambino. But that's, uh, hey, that's a good one. And then we've also asked you a, a poll question on Twitter as well. And I need you all to be really, really honest here. If you were in a scary movie, would you survive until the end? We're, we're 0 for 3 in <laughs> this studio. This is, this is a show today being hosted by Ghost is what we've got going on, basically. And the first, like, eight answers on Twitter were all no's <laughs> <as well. laughs> But now we're looking at it. It's at about 75-25 no. So some of you out there are survivors, and we tip our caps to you for that. Somebody's got to be alive at the end of this fictional movie uh, that's uh, that we're making up as we go along today here on the Workday Red Zone. Uh, looking at, you know, some other, some other things that, that kind of intrigue me about South Alabama, you know, so much is, is obviously determined by, by the play at the lines. And we talked about what it's going to look like, uh, potentially when South Alabama is on offense, how they've got some issues there on their offensive line due to health. Obviously we know that Arkansas state, the interior defensive line there is, is depleted depth wise because of health reasons and injury reasons as well. On the flip side of things, I am a little bit concerned about South Alabama's off, or excuse me, their defensive line, who Craig just mentioned was the strength of of that defense. That's what that what makes that defense go. And they're averaging 
about three sacks per game. Um, about top 25 is where they rank in that. And we know that's an area where Arkansas State has not excelled at this year is in protecting the quarterback. They were better at it last week than they've been. They were better at a lot of things yes, last week. Yes, this is true. They're better at it last week than they've been in in, in a lot of other area, uh, a lot of in all the other games this year. But uh, this is still a a really good defensive line. That's going to be the challenge this week is keeping Lane Hatcher upright because you know they've had an extra couple of days between the games since last week's game was on a Thursday as opposed to a Saturday. But I think it was pretty clear that that horse collar did not feel good. No. At the close there to the closer to the end of that game and that he was not quite the same guy on the field afterwards. So they they have to keep him upright. They have to keep him protected. They we can't see something like that happen again this week. Again, A State's still in some pretty dangerous territory in terms of, of backup uh QB because we don't know if Blackman's gonna be back this week or not. He's a game time decision, so kind of a, a TBD situation on that let's hear a little bit from from butch jones of course he was out last night at live with the red wolves at lost pizza on southwest drive attention members and guests are going to continue to do that every wednesday until the end of the season and then hey a few months after that they'll have live with the red wolves basketball, basketball. edition uh but uh of course butch jones was asked a lot about last week and obviously the fact that there were as you just mentioned keith improvements all over in in that game but one of the things that Jones pointed out is is it's not just the fact that all of a sudden this team hit the field and got better. There were a lot of different things that happened before the game. Team building, different conversations about focus, about failure, all of that that he's about to elaborate on that contributed to the better play that we saw on the field. I think the first thing in, in year one, and you know, when you take over a program, you know, every program you take over has different starting points. And I think the most important thing for us, obviously, is winning football games, but making sure our culture is cemented in everything that we do, you know, our style of play, our expectations. And, uh, you know, it started in the bye week. You could really see a different feel. Our players had confidence. Uh, we expected to win a football game. And now, you know, what do we take from that? You know, what do we learn from that? And the big thing you know, we, we watched a Kobe Bryant documentary about failure, and he talked about there's no such thing as failure. Failure is just finding the answers, you know, searching for the answers and the solutions. And, you know, we spoke about that a lot as a team. We did a lot of team building type things. And then we kind of went and reviewed our principles and our values and our style of play and our expectations. And really, I talked about positive energy and 100% effort. And when you have those things, winning's a byproduct of it. And our players did a did a very, very good job of, of really kind of talking about that message and moving forward. And, again, now it's the small details that you and I talk about all the time when you come sit in my office in terms of what it really takes to play winning football, how to finish games, you know, managing critical situations. But I did think we took a monumental step in moving forward. We'll start with the offense here, and, and he discusses in that last game, of course, the play of Lane Hatcher, but uh, just as much as, as him having success, we saw the other 10 guys around the quarterback position step up their game as well. He talked about why Arkansas State was able to have success there, particularly in the second and the third quarters against the Cajuns. Well, again, a very, very talented defense that we were facing, and in, in our, our defense did a great job in terms of giving us the ball, some field position, 
uh, some different things. But, you know, I like the way we started the second half, and, and I joke with, with the governor is I think that's the first coin toss we've won. So yeah. we need to get them back to flip the coin toss again. But, you know, everything is about managing the end of the first half and then having the ball to build momentum in the second half. And, you know, that big uh, in route break, in, in route to, to Valence Hunt, 70-something yards for a touchdown, really sparked us. But, uh, you know, I thought we were able to run the ball a little bit. And, you know, whenever we're able to run the ball, that really sets the play pass for us. And then, you know, whether it's James or whether it's Lane, when our offensive line is able to provide protection and our quarterbacks can get set up in the pocket, set their feet, we're usually going to be pretty successful. But I thought Lane did some very good jobs. There's a couple, you know, critical mistakes I thought that we made in the red area, again, that we needed to score touchdowns and not kick field goals. Uh, but, again, you, you know, you have to overcome those. But, uh, you know, we had an opportunity to win the football game against one of the elite programs uh, in our conference, and that's proven over time. But, uh, again, just – you know, a game of football comes down to four to six plays, and you never know what four to six plays are going to make the difference. But I really thought in this game, the four to six plays that made the difference in the game, they were they were very well defined, um, you know, in moving forward and some great teaching points as well. You got to the fourth quarter of that game, and, you know, with about ten and a half minutes or so left to go, left to go, A-State punts it. Back to the Cajuns, right? Ten and a half minutes left to go. You assume you're going to get the ball back. And they didn't. And Arkansas State did not. So as the clock continued to dwindle and dwindle and the Cajuns continued to pick up another couple yards here and a first down there and until they finally got closer and closer to the goal line, Jones was asked if there were conversations about just letting the Cajuns into the end zone there. So you can get the ball back and score it. And he talked about that decision process at the end of the game. Well, there was a lot of discussion um, with that. And the the nuance of it was it was fourth and one. So you don't want to tell your team, let let them score, because you're thinking now you stop them on fourth down. It's really about fourth and one and a half to two. You stop them now, you have an opportunity to win the game by, by your final drive. And so – you know, we didn't want to create the hesitation, so it really became an all-or-nothing play on that fourth down play. But, you know, we did speak about it. Um, if we had a timeout left, we would have had them score. And, you know, everything we do is a gut feel but also analytics. Uh, there's a major analytics program in pro football and college football that we use at Alabama. We use it at Tennessee. All, all the big-time programs have it, and we have that uh, on the sideline. We have a book, and it just kind of – I'm still a gut-feel person, um, but we also refer back to that so we know exactly the time, everything that goes into the management of a game. We've already discussed the defensive line today, but at the end of the day, what we think or who we tell you is good to go or whatever, that's, it's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> So we're going to let Butch Jones talk about the defensive line for about a minute, minute and a half or so. Well, I think as the season continues to progress, kind of your deficiencies as a football program kind of reveal themselves. And I think everybody knows there, it's been no secret. We have to improve, you know, our competitive depth in the lines of scrimmage and the offensive and defensive lines. We need to get bigger as well. And, uh, you know, our players are battling right now, but you, you bring up Quay Mays. Quay Mays is a very talented individual who's not been able to play most of the season with nursing injuries. 
and uh, he had to go in and play significant amount of time, and really he hasn't practiced in over a month. And so, uh, you know, he did some really good things in moving forward. He's had a good week of practice. He's still not at 100%. I'd probably say he's probably at about 80%. But, uh, you know, we had to play some three down front just, be again, because of where we're at as a football program right now. And uh, I thought that helped us. But, you know, the, the whole key for us is being able to win inside when you have the talent that we have on the perimeter of our defense with Kavan and Joe. You know, if they can just keep the middle stuffed up and let them, you know, work on the edges, we have a chance to be successful and impact the quarterback. And we were able to do that. I thought one of the keys to us playing well on defense was the ability to contain the quarterback. We were able to contain the quarterback all night, be able to keep him in the pocket, get some sacks, and then the pressure happens, and then he starts throwing the ball. And like you mentioned, Kenneth Harris with his interception. And, again, that's what team defense does. You know, we talk about getting population to the football and the effort. And, uh, you know, even when you're wrong, the effort can make you right. And I think you saw – you know, the amount of black jerseys swarming to the football Thursday night, we're going to need that moving forward in Saturday in Mobile. Continuing here, just a couple, three more clips from Butch Jones. Now, I mean, that game's in the rear view, so what do you do to make sure that that's just not a blip on the radar? What do you do to make sure your team comes out and looks like competitive for a full 60 minutes against South Al and App State and ULM and Texas State and whoever I'm leaving out? Georgia State well that's a great question and you know we talked about that is you know now we've set the expectations in terms of intensity the energy that it takes and now when you go on the road it becomes even harder because you're responsible for creating your own momentum and uh, so we've talked about that a lot and you know have have really focused on that uh, this week in terms of energy and, and effort and coaching that and making sure that our players are enjoying having fun and enjoying playing for each other and and all those things that goes into it. So that has been completely stressed this week. So what is Jones, his coaches, his players, all those guys, what are they looking at in terms of South Alabama and the challenge that that team is going to bring in Mobile coming up on Saturday? I think first of all, you know, on offense, they're led by Jake Bentley, who is a starting quarterback at South Carolina. And Jake can make all the throws. He's athletic. And then we all know about the great wide receiver that they have in Tolbert. Um, so that's going to be a challenge in and of itself. And then, you know, defensively, they give a bunch of different looks. Um, very, very aggressive. They play very hard. And, again, you're always going to get your opponent's best game when you go on the road and you play. And, again, you know, one thing to win at home, but there's another to prove that you can win on the road. And, again, it's creating momentum. You can't turn the football over. And, uh, you know, we all know we have not played our best football yet for 60 minutes. And that's what we're looking forward to is, is working to play our best game of football for 60 minutes as a football team. Last thing here is we are contractually obligated to hear even more about Jalen Tolbert. But uh, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, look, Jones was asked, hey, what are you going to do to shut this dude down? You got you to gotta plan? You, you going to be able to? What's going to happen here as this team tries to not get owned by Jalen Tolbert for the third team in a row, third year in a row. Well, we do have a plan. Now we have to go execute the plan. But, yeah, we'll mix things up, you know, with some double coverage, roll the coverage his way, um, do some different things. Uh, You know, everyone's attempted to do that. And, uh, you know, that's the thing is football comes down to one-on-one matchups. And uh, 
So we have to win that one-on-one matchup there, but we'll try to give our, our secondary some relief with some different coverage looks and kind of mix it up, kind of the same way that we played Louisiana. Of, you know, you, you, you have to make the quarterback uncomfortable. And uh, so you have to mix coverages up. You have to be able to disguise, and then you have to be able to execute those disguises. And uh, so that's part of the game plan. Again, that was Butch Jones from last night's Live with the Red Wolves. Kavon Bennett was also out there, too. We've got that audio up for you on our SoundCloud page. But uh, you can just go watch those guys in person every Wednesday. Lost Pete's on Southwest Drive. Attention members and guests, it's a pretty good time, and there's definitely some pretty good food. But uh, I tell you what, we're overdue for a break, so we'll talk about pizza later. Plus, it'll make me hungry, and we don't get to have lunch for forever. But keep it right here with us. We'll be back in a moment on The Ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3. Thought Ticket. Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We probably can't say that tonight's Packers-Cardinals matchup is a battle for NFC supremacy because the defending champion Buccaneers still look pretty good. That won't stop anyone from making a referendum after tonight's game. And that's how things work with the NFL media. Friday morning, we're going to be saying one of two things. Cardinals are for real, or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers somehow got it done. Still October, so much football left, and what we've seen so far is still a relatively small sample size. Tampa hadn't figured it out at this point last year. Injuries happen, teams gel, other teams fall apart. So let's try to be rational. If Kyler Murray wins, it's not the passing of a torch. If Murray loses, it doesn't mean it's the beginning of the end for the Cardinals. They've been great so far. The Packers look extremely dangerous. But as many a quarterback and head coach have said, let's take it one game at a time, right? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. They come from every corner of the globe, ready for greatness, ready for honor, ready to win it all. The Breeders' Cup World Championships, the pinnacle of international horse racing, is just around the corner. On November 5th and 6th, watch as the best thoroughbreds from around the world compete in 14 championship races in pursuit of one title, world champion. Are you ready for it? Visit breederscup.com slash 2021 for more information and catch all the action November 5th and November 6th only on NBC Sports. First dates, second dates, 333rd dates. Whatever the number, when the moment comes, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Being Roman ready means you have the confidence and the control to perform when the moment comes. Go to getroman.com forward slash community and connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If appropriate, they can prescribe ED treatment to help you be Roman ready. Visit today, and if you prescribe, get $15 off your first month of ED. Central Ford in Truman has your vehicle and your back. Call Central Ford today to schedule your service appointment. Central Ford Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or full engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Ford in Truman. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Ford. Professional, convenient, reliable. Central Ford, exit 29 off I-555 in Truman and online at centralfordtruman.com. Hi folks, Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture. Arkansas is a proud state with amazing people. At Heritage Agriculture, we honor that legacy every day. Helping the great people of Arkansas take care of their homes, farms, and ranches is our passion. If you're in the market for a mower, tractor, or hay equipment, check out our great lineup of Kubota equipment. Kubota Tractor Corporation, along with Heritage Agriculture, is committed to serving Arkansas for all your home, farm, and ranch needs. I'm Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture, and we want your business. 
be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Very abbreviated segment here to wrap up the noon hour on the Workday Red Zone. So if you've got if you've got some deep thoughts, we will ask you to hold off on those for just a little bit because music's going to hit again here pretty quickly. And do want to give you a heads up at 105. We weren't 100% sure about the time, but at 105, we're going to be talking with Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley, the now two-time back-to-back Sunbelt Conference Coach of the Year. Of course, his team picked up just a, a nice haul of, of awards today. Now, I'm sure they're still very much more concerned about a team award they could haul in about a week and a half from now. but Much more. But uh, those accolades are always nice. I know personally I'm not going to get tired of talking about it. And I'm sure even though, again, they have bigger fish to fry, he's he's certainly not upset about seeing his players get recognition. Uh, I know he's no, not. Coach so. Coach, so, coaches like it when yeah. their players get positive recognition. So we'll be looking forward to that conversation again coming up at 105. In the meantime, uh, Keith, your answer to today's KavanaughCars.com question. If you could dress as any sports figure for Halloween, who are you going with? Well, right this instant, uh, Jordan Bennington. <laughs> <laughs> he does have on the blues hockey sweater, yes. Because his name's on the back of this sweater. Um, but I think the one I will dress up as on Sunday is Stan the Man Mutual. Okay. I've got one of those, too. <laughs> An oldie but a goodie. No doubt yep. about it. So uh, good stuff there. I'm going to save my answer to the end. And, and, of course, we've already got your answer to the bonus question. If you were in a scary movie, would you still be alive at the end? And that was a... That was a decided <laughs> no. A no from everybody. I was trying to go through this in my head and being like, all right, would I live through a, a slasher... Are we talking about a slasher flick? Are we talking about like a, a ghost movie? And I thought, you know what? It, it really doesn't matter. I'm going to be dead in all of them. I'd, I'd live <laughs> through Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> Rocky Horror and Ghostbusters, I'd make that through. Okay. Anything else? No. No. Go. No. No. Keith, we appreciate you hanging out with us this week. We look forward to catching up with you again on Wednesday. Look forward to it. Hey, we uh, the rest of you, though, hey, we ain't, we ain't going anywhere. We've still got another hour to go. Again, it's going to start with a conversation with Brian Dooley at 105. We've still got a lot to check in on, though, in terms of Sunbelt Conference realignment and additions. we got some World Series to talk about. we got Funbelt football coming up tonight. By the way, friends, and I'll mention this again later, tonight starts a stretch of 27 straight days of football. So we're going to celebrate together in hour number two. Keep it here with us. We'll be back in a little bit for more of the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald with your Thursday Ticket Sports Update from Katie Abrams. We plans to tire service. Arkansas State racks up Sunbelt Conference postseason honors ahead of the league tournament next week in Foley, Alabama. For the second year in a row, Brian Dooley named the Sunbelt Conference Women's Soccer Coach of the Year. Aaliyah Williamson named the Freshman of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year is A-State's Haley Cloud. And the first ever Sunbelt Goalkeeper of the Year goes to super senior Megan McClure. McClure, Cloud, and Sarah Sonoma make first-team all-conference, while the 
second team all-conference list has Aaliyah Williamson and Emma Riley. The Player of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year honors both go to South Alabama's Gracie Wilson and South Al's Sydney Ham, named the Newcomer of the Year. Arkansas State will play in the quarterfinals of the Sunbelt Women's Tournament in Foley, Alabama next Wednesday afternoon after winning their second straight Sunbelt Conference regular season crown in 2021. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and it's the latest from the ticket. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play It Again Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Play It Again Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. <laughs> this is Nathan from Tommy's Express Car Wash, and we're inviting you to the most unique Halloween event of the year during the Tunnel of Terror, a haunted car wash experience Friday and Saturday, October 29th and the 30th from 7 to 10 each night. Get scared, get free candy, and get the best car wash you'll ever have. It's the Tunnel of Terror this Friday and Saturday from 7 to 10 at Tommy's Express Car Wash near the intersection of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. A few years ago, we had a hauling company that hauled the cars and trucks that we purchased at auction. One day I saw Bill, the owner of the hauling company, and he had both arms in a cast. He had fallen from the top rail of his hauling truck, broke both arms. He said, yes, Danny, and I have never been nicer to my wife all the years we've been married. I need her bad. Think about that. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. Whether you're starting out or starting over, Payless is the name to remember for home furnishings. How about a queen mattress for only $99 or a heavy-duty washer for $15.99 a week? Name brands like Ashley, Maytag, Samsung, Sealy, and more. No credit? No problem. Payless has flexible payment plans and on-the-spot quick delivery. So, starting out or starting over, Payless is the place for quality furniture with locations in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pigott. Visit us online at shoppaylessfurniture.com. That's shoppaylessfurniture.com. Why pay more when you can pay less bigger bonuses increased starting pay linux industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives hiring bonuses from two thousand dollars for first shift and twenty five hundred dollars for second shift starting pay from fifteen twenty five on first to sixteen dollars per hour for second shift plus excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory bigger bonuses Increase starting pay up to $16 an hour. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral. Or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. You're listening to KMEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie.
good. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate here with you. 930-3776, the number you can reach us at. Although, do you want to give you a heads up? We're talking with Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley at 105. So the phone lines will be occupied then. And looking forward to that chat. Recapping today's news. A-State soccer uh, cleaned up in the conference awards. Haley Cloud, your defensive player of the year. Megan McClure. Your goalkeeper of the year, Aaliyah Williamson, freshman of the year, Brian Dooley, coach of the year. He won that award last year, too. You also get uh, Sarah Sedoma on the first team, Emma Riley on the second team with all conference honors. So uh, pretty pretty nice haul there for Brian Dooley's squad. And, hey, they had a good haul last year. And turns out, you know, when you win the regular season title, uh, you usually get recognized as having a lot of good pieces that help you do it. And uh, that's certainly the case this season. So, of course, coming up today, we've also got to talk about what's next for the Red Wolves. Regular season is in the book, so now it is conference tournament time. And that's been, you know, something that is that is eluded. A-State over these past couple years is that conference tournament title. So that's what they're going to be looking to claim next week. And, and we'll get a preview of that as well. Of course, we've got some KavanaughCars.com questions, plural. That we're discussing today, and you can jump in on the conversation online or on the phones uh, here in a bit when we open those back up. But we're having a little fun with it today. We'll do the the heavy lifting in terms of game previews and things like that coming up tomorrow. But today I want to know, if you could dress as any sports figure for Halloween, who would it be? Now we threw out a bonus question. And really want you to weigh in on this as well, but I need you to be brutally honest on this. Don't lie to us because, I mean, there's really no reason to. But if, if, you were in the, if you were in a scary movie, would you still be alive at the end? Would you make it? Or would you be one of the first ones? Eh. Would, the, would they find you in a garage door somewhere? <laughs> I don't really like scary movies. The last one I saw was probably Scream. Not Scream 2 or Scream 3 or Scream 4. Like, it's a good movie. Like The Scream. The one that came out. Like 1990 or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. So, uh, again, uh, a couple different questions. You can chime in right now on Twitter or wait a little bit and, uh, of course, ring us up on the phones. Looking at some other news and notes uh, going on, do want to remind you that in terms of coverage here on the, the ticket, quick uh, shameless self-promotion coming up on Saturday, we are going to be bringing you the State Volleyball championships and that's a full day full day of volleyball we're going to be covering the local teams and and everybody every championship game is going to be right here on knea now some of the uh knea or excuse me the northeast arkansas participants that number dwindled just a little bit some of the the teams in our area suffering setbacks yesterday and seeing our seeing their seasons come to an end but in terms of teams that are still in this thing from around here and still looking to possibly come home with the title. We've got Valley View, Brooklyn, and Marion. So we're going to cross our fingers that those teams all have success today and that we'll be able to hear them Saturday on the ticket as well. But uh, we'll revisit that conversation later. We'll remind you again today. We'll probably remind you about that coming up tomorrow as well. But we need to dive into a little bit of soccer talk. Arkansas State soccer coach, Sunbelt Conference Coach of the Year, Brian Dooley, here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Coach, how are you doing? I am doing great. 
<laughs> well, well, congratulations, first off, on, on your honor. Not bad to be able to uh, claim it twice, back-to-back years. So, so nice they voted you Coach of the Year twice. It's pretty good stuff. I think they're trying to encourage me to retire. <laughs> why, why in the world would you say that? Well, I mean, come on, I'm the old guy of the group, so they got to take care of me until I'm done. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> are your are your Sunbelt Conference peers that much younger younger than you? Pretty much. I think uh, probably Georgia Southern might be the closest to me. Okay. So you're uh, that just means they'll come to you for because you're older and wiser, a little bit more seasoned. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> course uh, like it's always a fun day when you get to see your players earn some honors as well and and a state racking up in in some sunbelt conference honors so we'll kind of touch on all of these as we go along uh, defensive player of the year Haley cloud uh, a, a great selection there she's first team as well what did she do for you defensively this season coach well, i think with with, with Haley's skill set she's capable of playing in multiple positions and we've kind of centered her as as a center back. She could play on the wide side. She can play in the attacking roles, too. She's got a lot of talents. So she plays a center back role with an attacker's mentality. And I think that kind of separates her from a lot of the defenders. And then she's a good player in the air. She wins a lot of those battles. Um, she's blocked shots. She does the dark arts of defending very well. I think she, she has a really good skill set. But more importantly this year is, you know, we've we've dealt with some injuries and she's had to kind of help other players that have been put into another the other center back position and that gave her more responsibility. So I, I think her performance this year was just as strong, if not a little stronger than last year. And, you know, she made first team last year. So I think the other coaches rec- recognize the, the growth that she's had and, and how much how much her, her skill set allows us to get into the attacking phase. So a phrase you use there got my attention, the dark arts of defending. And since this is, this is soccer, <laughs> soccer and not Quidditch, I'm kind of, I would like for you to elaborate on that phrase if you don't mind. Well, we, we, we try to get our kids to understand um, it's, it's the little things that wins games. Sure. And, you know, you can be faster than everybody. You can be bigger than everybody. You can be stronger than everybody. But as a defender, you know, you, you have to block shots. It's, it's just like hockey, you know. Your goalkeeper is willing to throw her body across somebody running full speed on a one-on-one to block and make saves. You as a defender have to be willing to do the same. So it takes a lot of courage to step in front of somebody getting ready to kick a ball. <laughs> and, and, and we call that the dark arts because not everybody does it. Not everybody recognizes it. But it is absolutely imperative that we excel at it. And winning the ball in the air is another thing. You know, there, there are, we, we categorize players. You're either a ball winner in the air, you're a good player in the air, that means you head it when you have to, mm-hmm. or you're, you're, we call it kind of like a turtle. You, your head goes in the shell when you have a chance to head the ball. Sure. And, and you kind of bail out. And you can't have players that bail out. You're not going to win games. Players that, that are functional and take care of the responsibility when they have to, yeah, that's okay. You can work with them. But when you're a player like Haley Cloud, who goes out and wins the ball in the air, seeks it out, or, or Juliana Coates, who's another center back for us, who's probably one of the best players in the air that I've ever coached, it makes 
your goalkeeper's job easier, and it certainly helps you in, in defending difficult situations. Helping you also defensively, obviously, is your fifth-year senior goalkeeper, Megan McClure. She wins goalkeeper of the year. She's continued this year to just add to a <laughs> insane resume at Arkansas State. But what what makes her so strong there in, in goal for you? I think over the years, she's developed a, a reputation of of just being a goalkeeper that, that takes balls out of the goal. You know, there's there's a lot of shots that she makes saves on that no one else can make. And I think that's that's really what separates her. There are some good goalkeepers in our conference. You know, and some good goalkeeping performances against us have, have kept games close or or even forced us to go to overtime or whatever. But but, you know, Megan is that there's a ball, you know, we're sitting there on the sideline and we're thinking, Okay, man, that got her, it's going in and Next thing you know, she tips it over the bar. Yeah. You know, so that, that's really what separates her. But, but the biggest improvement that I've seen is the growth of, of preparing herself and training and, and helping her teammates. You know, our last game of the year, we had clinched first place. So our last game of the year, we let Olivia Luther start and play the whole game. And, and Olivia's been working behind Megan for a couple of years. And the first person cheering and the first person helping was Megan. And Olivia had a tremendous performance for us which obviously gives us great confidence going into the conference tournament that should something happen and, and, and Megan not be able to play, we have somebody who can, and Megan's the first person to help and support. So I think the growth in those areas have, have clearly separated her even from her past performances. Again, she's a fifth-year senior goalkeeper. On, on the flip side of that, you had a big year from Aaliyah Williamson, who ends up being your the, the league's freshman of the year. And I think we, we spoke, about, spoke about her about three weeks ago when you joined us, but not only did she rack up a lot of goals and, and assists and things like that, but she had a knack for getting some of those goals in, in big moments uh, with game-winning goals. How was she able to step in and, and kind of step it up in crunch time? Well, get, you know, having her for the season and getting to know her a little bit more, you know, she's, she's got the it factor. She wants the, as a freshman, she wants the pressure. She doesn't hide from it. You know, if she's on the sideline, she's like kicking at my heels. Coach, I want to go in. I want to go in. I want to go in. <laughs> no matter what the situation <laughs> is, and uh, you know, we we we've managed her minutes carefully. Uh, don't want to put too much pressure on somebody, especially in that position, because it's like anything else. When mistakes start to happen, if you don't have the mental capacity to deal with it, it affects your performance. So we wanted to make sure that she was growing in those areas and being able to handle things because as a forward. You miss more than you make. And if the ones that miss bother you more, then it starts affecting how many you get to make. Sure. So she's really grown in that area. Um, she's, she's a monster. You know, it's, it's like she scores a goal. It's, it's always important for us. And she's around the goal. She sets up other players. I, I think the future for her is going to be exciting. Um, you know, the, every day in training I see more that I like. And, and she's got a brilliant future in this game, absolutely. Coach Brian Dooley, Sunbelt Coach of the Year, here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Uh, looking at your other honorees, uh, we'll, we'll get to Sarah Sedoma in just a moment. We talk about her every interview, but uh, she's also joined with, with postseason recognition here on the second team. Uh, Sarah on the first team, but Emma Riley, a, a second team honoree as well. What kind of season was she able to contribute for you, Coach? Well, Emma Riley's another freshman, true freshman, along with Aaliyah. 
who have far exceeded our initial expectations, but now have have created expectations beyond. She's probably the kid that logs the most miles in games. I mean, she's routinely hitting seven and a half, close to eight miles a game in, in the work rate loads. And she's fast. She's aggressive. She's excellent with the ball. Uh, she creates opportunities. She's she's finished some significant, important goals for us. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big, tall kid, but scored two goals on headers. It says a little bit about her personality, you know. And 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 she's just a a, a force. And, and you know, it's we graduate Sarah Sedoma, who's been our career leading goal scorer. But you know, we we have Aaliyah, who has more goals than Sarah right now. And then we have Emma Riley, who's just getting better and better who's capable of putting goals on. So, I mean, obviously the future looks good. We've talked about Sarah Sedoma now in, in probably every interview we've had with you since she's she's been on the squad. She's just been so important uh, to the, the success at Arkansas State. But her time in a Red Wolves jersey is, is getting closer and closer to an end. What, what is the legacy that she leaves behind, Coach? I think it's, it's, it's being, you know, the consummate student-athlete. She's a hardworking kid. She performs on the field. She's amazing in the classroom. She's completed her master's in accounting in four years, you know, with a 4.0. And, you know, uh, there's just nothing more you can say about her. Yeah. You know, and then, then you look to find ways to improve a player like that. And, and even though she didn't get Offensive Player of the Year, I guess they can't give us everything. <laughs> but uh, her offensive game has grown this year more than ever. She has the most assists she's ever had in her seasons. You know, she set up some a game-winning goal against Appalachian State that uh, Aaliyah Williamson was able to finish. And she's dangerous all over the field. You know, in the past, we haven't had other players that could finish and score like Sarah. So defenders could double up and even triple up and limit her space. Well, well now if teams do that, you gotta you got to see Aaliyah slipping in or... Or um, or Emma Riley coming in, it's just a dangerous attacking three front. Are you sure they can't give you everything? We would have been okay with that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Gracie Wilson's a tremendous player in her own right, and I think I think certainly the award is deserving. Brian Dooley here with us for a couple more moments, uh, talking A State soccer. Now, of course, there's bigger fish to fry in terms of just individual awards because the Sun Belt Conference tournament. Starts up next week, and the Red Wolves will play, hit the field for the first time on on Wednesday. But, coach, how do you feel like you know your team is is playing heading into tournament time? Well, we had an excellent training session yesterday. We, we tried to get in before the rains hit, and I think we avoided most of it. And I don't know if we're going to get on the field today. I think the weather's supposed to be bad again. But I thought yesterday was probably our best training session all year. I think we have a young group. But we have also the fifth-year seniors in the experience group, so I think they were able to kind of get everybody on the right right frame of mind, and, and that our preparation now gives us an opportunity to play one more game. Yeah. And if we win that game, then we get an opportunity to play another. You know, so we're focusing on the first opponent, which we don't even know yet, yeah. because they have to play on Monday. But we don't even know the full potential player teams in that slot because there's a makeup game today which probably just kicked off between ULM and Troy. And once that game is finished, we'll kind of know who fits where within the 8, 9, 10, 11 slots. Coach, 
How healthy are you? You mentioned resting some players in that season finale, but uh, are you going to be full speed here uh, on Wednesday, or are you going to have some players that are a little hampered? Well, at this time of the season, everyone's got some sure. kind of bump and bruise, and, you, and you, it's, it's not like any other sport. You know, you're you're pushing through things, but you know, we we have suffered some some injuries that that were season ending to a number of players over you know, over the spring last year and into the fall this year. Um, you know, so we're, are we 100% everybody healthy, ready to go? No, but we are 100% ready to go. So ultimately, when it comes to this tournament uh, that's coming up next week in, in Foley, you know, this is – A-State has is, is won the regular season title before but came up just a, a little bit short in terms of the tournament crown. Of course, part of that – kind of got hosed out of it but that's a conversation <laughs> for a different day but, but don't get me in trouble <laughs> right, I'll say it you won't you don't have to say it I'll say it but uh but ultimately coach what what do you have to do um next week to to come home with this championship well I think you know over the last couple of times getting to the final you know you're, you're looking at playing three games in five days you got to play Wednesday Friday and Sunday mm-hmm. and it's impossible to have everybody fully rested and in the best position to play on that Sunday. And your opponent is facing the same thing. You know, so it's not as though one team has an advantage over another. It's just a difficult thing to put a human body through that. You know, so the best thing moving forward is to take care of your business in the previous games and be able to manage the player loads and, and substitution patterns so that your players don't accumulate uh, so much fatigue that they just can't perform on Sunday. Yeah. And that's kind of hurt us the last two times we made it to the final. Our, our, our level of fatigue was higher than it needed to be, and in part because of how we play. You know, we, we try to press, and, and, and we have a high energy, high loads, and, and it's, it's probably something that we as, as a coaching staff, and certainly my responsibility is, is to find ways where we can conserve more energy at different points in games. And that's a lot easier to do if you're holding a lead. So if we take care of our business, we get some goals like we can, and our defense shores things up because we've, we've, we've given up a few more goals than we've had in the past. So if we can solve those things, and, and, and I think that will give us the best opportunity to advance through the tournament and, and make sure our kids are ready for a final. Well, Coach, we will be looking forward to keeping tabs on your squad uh, starting on Wednesday. Sunbelt Tournament starts on Monday, but, of course, A-State gets a bye. Uh, we'll not begin tournament play until Wednesday, so bracket should come out uh, later this evening, and we'll know what's, uh, what's ahead for the Red Wolves. Coach, uh, we look forward to following you next week. Have a safe trip down to Foley, and, and thank you for the time today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. Again, Arkansas State soccer coach, two-time Sunbelt Conference Coach of the Year, Ryan Dooley there with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. It's kind of this is a fun time. We've got we've got the Sunbelt Conference uh, cross country championships. By the way, tomorrow before we go on air, those will be decided with uh, with those happening at, at ten and eleven on ESPN Plus. Next week, you've got the Sunbelt Conference soccer tournament. There's some significant potential over the next couple of weeks for Arkansas State to come home with with a lot of trophies. These are programs that are having some really good success right now, and again, looking forward to. How, uh, how Brian Dooley's squad will fare in, in Alabama. We will check on, we'll keep tabs on on that. Again, there's a makeup game today, so you don't even know what the bracket looks like at this point in time, who A-State could potentially face. We, we do know that they will play next Wednesday at 4 o'clock 
as they are the overall number one seed, but everything else is is TBD. Thanks to Coach Dooley for joining us. We'll hit pause. We'll come back, uh, see what else is going on today, revisit our question of the day. Open up the phone lines. Haven't got to do that in a minute. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Get up to $170 back at Placid Tire Service on a set of Dixie Pack or Mickey Thompson off-road tires. Save $70 instantly on a set of four at Placid Tire Service, plus get $100 back by mail on eligible Mickey Thompson tread patterns. This exclusive deal on go-anywhere, great-looking off-road tires is only at Placid Tire Service. In Jonesboro and South Caraway and at our newest store on East John. Get up to $170 back on a set of Dixie Peck or Mickey Thompson off-road tires at Plaza Tire Service. Central Ford and Truman has your vehicle and your back. Call Central Ford today to schedule your service appointment. Central Ford Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or full engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Ford and Truman. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Ford. Professional, convenient, reliable. Central Ford, exit 29 off I-555 in Truman and online at centralfordtruman.com. Hello, I'm estate planning and elder law attorney Chad Oldham. More and more often today, I hear clients tell me that the only thing golden about the golden years is that it takes all the gold to grow old. Don't be a victim of rising health care and nursing home costs. Be prepared. Have a plan. Contact us today to find out how we help our clients protect and preserve assets for family and future generations. The Oldham Law Firm, 603 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro, or visit us on the web at oldhamlawfirm.com. Attention farmers, Pico Foods wants you to know how much they appreciate your business and that they are ready to buy your stored corn and milo. Pico Foods purchases year-round and always at competitive prices. The eighth-largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, Pico Foods believes in supporting local producers, so they buy corn and milo from farmers' bins at competitive prices year-round. Call today in Arkansas, David Durham or James Chester at 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, contact Greg Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601 670 9383. Gazaway Ace and Paragold in Jonesboro reminds you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Fall is upon us, so skip the rake this season. Power up your fall cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. The premier arts and crafts festival for Southeast Arkansas is coming up Thanksgiving weekend. Part of the Stuttgart Wings Over the Prairie Festival. Right now, booth spaces are being reserved for this year's event. Contact the Stuttgart Chamber of Commerce today and reserve your space. Over 20,000 people attend this annual event, and you need to make sure your arts and crafts are there to be viewed and sold. Call 870-673-1602 or go to StuttgartArkansas.org to reserve your arts and crafts booth for the Wings Over the Prairie Festival in Stuttgart. That's 870 870- 673 or go to On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. To the workday red zone. Kara and Kate with you. It's been a couple minutes since we've gotten to talk to you. 9303 776 is the number to call. Busy day on the phones. Of course, we've appreciated 
Uh, Coach Brian Dooley and uh, Craig Stevenson for joining us in hour number one. But now, time for you to chime in uh, if you are able. If not, we continue to take your feedback on Twitter as well at Kara underscore Richie. Asking you today if you could dress, <laughs> if you could dress as any sports figure for Halloween, who would it be? I very much like the creativity today in your answers. Because basically, y'all are just funny. Y- you really are. There's some good answers. So, we'll share some of those with you coming up throughout the rest of the show. Chuck is with us on the phone. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, we're doing great. Thanks for calling. Hey, what's the questions of the day? I just got in the truck. All right, so we're we're, we're taking it light today. If you uh, First off, we'll start with an easy yes or no one, and we want you to be, be honest here, Chuck. If you were in a scary movie, would you survive to the end? Oh, yeah, I would. Okay. The simple fact is, I'm going to use common sense where they don't in the movies, okay? I mean, you know, Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> All right. I, I like the confidence. I do. I absolutely do, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a goner. Um, also- you know, <laughs> and while I'm going on that, have you ever seen the commercial where the kids are out in the cornfield and they're running from the chainsaw guy, and they're like, let's jump in the car, and the dude said, no. Why wouldn't you, instead of hiding behind some uh, chainsaws? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. So, all right, what's the next one? All right, uh, we're going Halloween again. If you could dress up as any sports figure for Halloween, who would it be? I guess. Well, it's my favorite football player of all time is Sweetness, which okay. I'm a little too big for Sweetness, but I guess it'd have to be the fridge, man. I mean, he's my next favorite. Okay, I like it. You know? Uh, what else y'all been talking about today? Like I said, I just jumped in the car. Well, we've had, in the truck. honestly, we've we've had uh, a few different interviews today, so we've been sprinkling in, you know, some A-State football talk as they get ready for South Alabama, and uh, we've been talking a little conference realignment, and honestly, unless I'm just completely overlooking them, there's not a ton of, of national stories out today. we got some good football coming up tonight, uh, but uh, but that's kind of it in terms of, of national news today. Well, don't Green Bay and Tampa Bay play tonight? It's Green Bay and Arizona, so th- those teams okay, are... Okay, Arizona. Yeah, they're 13-1 and one combined. So, I mean, that's two good teams that are going to be playing tonight. All right. I'd like to Arizona to spank them. I mean, I'm just... Aaron Rodgers he needs to retire after all the cabacle back during the draft. I mean, you know, I didn't think he was a crybaby till then. Yeah, I don't. I have mixed feelings on that because you go and and you look. Obviously, he's he's a, a great quarterback, and you start to go and look around at some of the pieces he's had around him in his career at wide receiver and all of the other. You think of the other premier QBs of this era, and at some point in time, their respective teams always went out and got them somebody, got them somebody high powered, high profile to throw to, and. Yes, there have been good receivers that come through Green Bay, but not not of the magnitude of um, some of the acquisitions that Brady has had when he was at, at the peak of his career. There was never a guy like Randy Moss that was brought into Green Bay. There was never an up-and-comer drafted to, to Green Bay. So I kind of got that a little bit of that frustration. But, 
you know, he didn't get Randy Moss until the end of Randy's career. And, yes, Randy was the only number one receiver that he's had the whole time. But, you know, with Aaron, he's always had some kind of a running game. Mm-hmm. And Tom done it without a running game. You know, that year they went 19-1. and I think it was the year that they lost. They went undefeated until the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and lost to uh, New York. They was a one-dimensional team. So you really can't compare him to Tom because Tom really didn't have nobody besides Gronk and uh, who was the slot receiver? I can't I can't think of his name. He went to Edelman? Denver. Huh? Is it Edelman or is it somebody else? It may be Edelman. I can't remember. He wore number ten. I know he went to Denver for a little while and then come back. He always caught the balls across the middle. I, uh, I don't know if it was a, Whitehead, I think. I mean, there. yes, he was on the team. Okay, I, I may be wrong. I can't remember what his name. You may be right. But, I mean, other than that, Tom, Tom didn't really have a number one. You know, a lot of his starting receivers would have been two or three on somebody else's. Yeah, this is true. He is. I mean, he just made them look better. You know, and I'm not a Tom Brady fan by no means. <laughs> I just had much respect for him. You know, I thought it was the system, but it's not. I mean, he's proven that the first year he was in Tampa. So, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, Aaron Rodgers, I used to like him until then. I mean, just like LeBron James, I used to like him, but he—I think he's the biggest crybaby at all. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is right behind him. So, but anyway, Kara, I'm pulling into my next stop. I appreciate y'all giving me a few minutes to talk. Y'all have a great day and go Red Wolves. Hey, we'll see you, Chuck. Thanks for shouting at us. Nine three zero three seven seven six. I mean, the main—the main targets for Brady were were. I mean, you had Wes Welker there for a few years. Yeah, Edelman was always like the little engine they could. But I mean, don't don't play Gronk. That's, <laughs> that's a Hall of Famer. That's a no doubt Hall of Famer. Whenever he finally decides to hang him up, Zach's with us on the phone. How are you? What's up, Kara? Hey, what's up? You doing all right? Hey, let's not forget former lacrosse player Chris Hogan as well that uh, shined in that uh, Super Bowl versus the Falcons. Sure. Yeah, how about that. Cat got your tongue? Well, I mean, it. <laughs> um, Kate, are you going as Tiger Woods or LeBron James for Halloween? What, what, what would you go as if you had a choice in the matter? Um, for a young Mike I just, I, I kind of refuse to like dress up. That's my thing. I mean, I guess maybe Tiger Woods, but like, I'm, I'm very much against the idea of Halloween. Are you really? Yeah, I, I don't like dressing up. I don't either, but I mean, you know. We, but I mean, if I had to choose, like I, like I, I don't know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go as like Ted Lasso this year. Maybe Ted Lasso. I mean, I could pull off. I could easily pull off, like I guess the Lane Kiffin look. I mean, I could pull that off. You easy. could, yes. Yeah, you could do that. I could see you as Lane Kiffin. Tough. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe you know, that's the answer. I tell you what. Back in back in the day, me and my brother and a couple of our buddies, I, we went as Nelly and the Saint Lunatics. Uh, 
Hey, real easy. You just got to buy you, uh, some Band-Aids, just skull cap. You know, I, you know, I mean, I, I've got pictures of it. I was Nelly. Uh, I forgot who Jeff was. I think he was a uh, uh, key one. I can't remember. But, yeah, we went as Nelly and the St. Lunatics back when Nelly was hotter than a firecracker. Remember that, Carol? Yes. Come on now. You're just a year younger than me. Of course you remember. Yes, of course I remember it. Yeah, hot and hurt. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> did I say it right? Yes, Arf? you did. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd say Greg Russell would be mine, though. Okay. I'd go with Greg. You know, Greg Russell does kind of favor Ted Lasso as well. I bet he but, does. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady sounds too easy of an answer. So I'm going to go with Greg Russell. Uh, Miss Lisa, I, I wish he would call in. You know, Jesse was in the hospital recently, but he's been discharged. He's home resting. He's he's on the mend. He's uh, it was hives. He had a case of hives. Uh, but he's doing better now. I'd like to see what she has. I could see hers like going as like Pat Summit or uh, Kim Mulkey. Couldn't you? I don't know. I don't know who Miss Lisa would dress up as for I Halloween. I see that Pat, Pat Summit or Kim Mulkey. I could, I could see that. We think Cade. Um, I feel like she'd have to go with something Arkansas. You think so? Yeah. Mm, man, who would she go as? Though, man, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of who she'd go as. You know. But uh, anyways, I hope Mark calls in and tells us what he would go as in a little bit. That would be uh, fascinating. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, knock on wood because he may call in here in a minute. He always it's like Biddle just says name three times and he appears. But uh. As far as Halloween movie, uh, yeah, I think I make it to the end. You know, like Chuck says, common sense. You know, get get in the running car. Don't go hide behind the chainsaws. You know. So, anyways, Carol, what about you? Who, who would you go as for Halloween? I gotta I gotta save that because I've got a reveal coming up later on. Oh wow! Can't wait for that. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks, Zach. I can't. I, I'm still the costume is still a work in progress. Is basically what I'm saying. Now, for years, I went as Troy Polamalu because that was my favorite football player, and I found this glorious wig that was just massive one year. So I was I was Troy Polamalu for several years. Probably, though, I, I had to retire that costume, though, once I started working in radio because the headphones would not fit over the hair. I mean, not even close to it. So that one got that one got put away. <laughs> but we got we got a new one coming up for 2021. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one close to the vest because I gotta wait and. Till I can post the pictures on social media. So, fun times. We got to hit pause. Keep it here with us. We'll be back in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. It's the Ultimate Air Halloween Fall Festival this Friday and Saturday with fun for all ages, trick-or-treating, carnival games, face painting, an inflatable slide, delicious fall foods, and get the ultimate scare at the Ultimate Air Haunted House. And, of course, you can jump the night away at the Ultimate Air Halloween Fall Festival Friday 4 to 10 and Saturday noon to 10 with the Jet Brady Band performing each night. Get discounted jump tickets when you wear your costume. Call 333-JUMP and we'll see you at Ultimate Air 3223 Shelby Drive. 
Call Central Chevrolet today and schedule your service appointment. Don't keep putting it off. Central Chevrolet's service department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Chevrolet. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Chevrolet. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service today on Stadium in Jonesboro or online at centralchevrolet.com. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step by step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, equal housing lender, member FDI. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is committed to serving their banking customers as well as the communities where they live. And that's why we've invested in a new local call center located in our main office that not only provides FNBEA customers with access to real-time support for their banking needs, but also creates opportunities for more East Arkansans to come work with the region's largest independently owned bank. As your hometown bank for 135 years, we're offering convenience and commitment to all our many loyal customers. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FTIC. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. You'll be glad you chose Collision Repair to get your car back to normal after an accident. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Lensmasters in downtown Jonesboro is your one-hour eyewear center. That's right. Get your glasses in just one hour. Just bring your prescription in, and our trained eyewear specialist will style you with the perfect glasses for you. Selection isn't a problem at Lensmasters. We have the largest eyewear showroom with the top brands. Come see us today and let our trained stylist and licensed opticians help you with the style perfect for you. Our on-site lab makes your prescription lenses in just one hour. Lensmasters, 320 South Church Street, downtown Jonesboro. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back. 9303776, the number to call. Having a little fun today. Is it, uh, I guess it's like Halloween Eve, Eve, Eve? We're still a couple days out, but. KavanaughCars.com question today. I want to know if you could dress as any sports figure for Halloween. Who would it be? Crash Davis and I have a ensemble costume that we will be. I'll post a picture in the next couple days on Twitter after I put the finishing touches on it. Uh, your answers are hilarious and in some cases wildly inappropriate on Twitter. So I'm just going to ask you to scroll through the replies on that at Kara underscore Richie. But uh, everybody's got jokes they always do. Looking at some of your responses that are cracking me up today, though. One of the first responses today, Robert from Wisconsin. Not sure what he's doing listening to this show, but Robert from Wisconsin says he was going to go as Ted Lasso, but his option got relegated. <laughs> wah, wah. Barstool A State, shockingly enough, tweets us a picture of Hal, is who they're going to dress up as for Halloween. K 
cat is going to be sporting a French's classic yellow, yellow mustard t-shirt. Uh, if you know, you know. Additionally, Jeff uh, is going with Dale Earnhardt, Mr. A, doing a little broadcasting as he tweets as a gif of just a bit outside. And the end around, always with the jokes, says he's going to be the back end of Secretariat. So, <laughs> I hope they have somebody to be the front end and that he's not just walking around as a horse's behind. <laughs> if you If you see... Just a uh, horse is behind wandering around on Halloween. That's that's the end around. And it's not just any horse. It's Secretariat. So expect that horse is behind to be running really, really fast. 9303776. Uh, not that this show is usually very serious, but we've lost all pretense of being a, a sensible program today. Uh, checking in to see if there was anything of note earlier today from Old Dominion's press conference course uh most of the conversation there online about them joining the sunbelt happened yesterday they had the the big official announcement yesterday and then today today was the press conference and everything this morning and and a lot of kind of what we heard you know the day before from southern misses press conference in the sense that their leadership felt like it was a good decision for multiple reasons uh mainly student athlete welfare in terms of you know better travel for the folks at Old DU. They're not having to go to UTEP anymore. So they're automatically chalking that up as a win. Uh, and they're going to have a lot of nice regional rivalries. Right there around their area. Uh, they also say that you know this puts them in a league. With like minded institutions. Uh, with passionate fan bases. And they like the access that ESPN will provide. Once they join the league as well. And, and just like Southern Miss. They will be joining no later than. July 1st of 2023. I personally was kind of curious, you know, if there was any way to speed up the process, if we could see them in the league any earlier than that. But I think there is an 18-month, I've read that there's an 18-month uh, separation that you have to go through for Conference USA. So you can't just put it out on Twitter that, hey, we're, we're bailing. It's going to be a year and a half process before they are officially in the league. Uh, I know a lot of you, myself included, have been curious exactly what these four additions are going to do for the strength of the league. And hat tip to W.P. McGee. I don't know the real name. It's just W.P. McGee on Twitter. And what they did is is they blog. They blog about Southern Miss. And they went through and they put together numerous charts of the four-year averages of all of these new Sunbelt programs. So what they did is they looked specifically at football, men's basketball, baseball, women's basketball, and softball. And they looked at the different rankings that, in, that encompass those. Things like FPI and Ken Pomeroy's rankings and Massey and, and things like that. So looking through uh, a, a very well-written blog, you know, what this does for the league, these new additions, is... You know, some highlights. The group of five pecking order is not going to change dramatically in 2023. You would actually still, it's it still Sunbelt at number three. You'd have Mountain West, AAC, Sunbelt, MAC, Conference USA. But right now, there's, there's a pretty significant gap between the current AAC membership, who, who they, they clock in at number one in the football pecking order, and the Sunbelt at number three. But once we have all of these different teams and the, the power teams in the AAC go to the Big 12 and they fill those spots with some teams in Conference USA and the Sun Belt adds their teams, the gap between one and three is much, much, much smaller. 
So there, there is very much a significant chance that when all of this realignment shakes out, the Sun Belt can be at the top of the group of five pecking order in football. There, there is a very strong chance that that can happen. Uh, men's basketball is still not going to be great. Marshall and ODU are, are, are okay teams. They're going to be better teams, or at least have been over the past four or five years than a lot of teams yeah. elsewhere in the league. But this is, unless somebody just goes nuts and has an insanely good year, this is still going to be a one-bid men's basketball league. It yeah, is. I mean, Old Dominion was in the tournament, though, a few years ago yeah. with men's basketball. So there, there are teams that have had good seasons, but there are not teams right now anywhere in Sunbelt basketball that are having real significant sustained success at this point in time women's basketball kind of on the same page there but what these four additions do is actually all of them would come in and rank in the top half of the league right now so that means everybody else in the league is gonna have to step it up uh, once that new competition comes in uh look we know baseball is gonna be good we've talked about what this does for the diamond sports and southern miss is a top 25 caliber program and one thing I did not realize until I read this blog is that they're yearly, or at least yearly before COVID put dampers on how many people you could have at any event, given event. You know, you go back to when attendance was normal. Their attendance ranked in the top 20. And the Raging Cajuns can say that as well. So you're bringing in another passionate baseball fan base. And then Old Dominion was, was really good last year too. So lastly, you know, softball. Is going to be just a powerhouse of a league once these new additions come right, in. And while that doesn't impact Arkansas State right now this minute, it does continue to mean that that when this sport is added at Arkansas State, there's going to have to be some real significant investment and in, in some resources behind this program so that they do not end up just being a perennial bottom feeder. I'm not sure how many total softball programs there are around. The NCAA, I know there's there's 358 men's basketball teams. It's about the same number of women's basketball teams. I don't know the number of softball programs, but we'll say we'll say 280. And I pulled that number out of thin air. I could be dramatically wrong. But when you have this new league formation, there would be six Sunbelt teams that rank in the top 100. So unless you always want to see A-State at the bottom of that list, they're going to have to throw some money at that program once they, they get it up and going. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, the initial investment of the facilities and everything like that, but but they're going to have to make sure there is a good number there in the yearly budget to be able to fund that program like it like it needs to be funded. One other note here on uh, potential and future teams that are going to be added to this league. Marshall announced a new president today. So news coming there later. But they've had to wait to get the new president in. They also have an interim AD. So a lot of the the heavy decision makers are not in place. Now that that's in place, hopefully some news next week. James Madison's timeline continues to be delayed due to their state laws about having to have approval before they jump classifications. And they've actually got a governor's election coming up on Tuesday. So they're going to have to go through the governor's election and then... Make sure that all gets approved. And then that's continues to, again, kind of push the timeline back. They need approval from their board of visitors first, that meeting tomorrow morning, but that just is assumed to be a, a slam dunk automatic yes. Red Wolf Marks was with us on the phone. What do you think of James Madison? 
Well, I don't think they need to be in our league. Why not? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to have them in our league. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? So, so, so we can beat the uh, burger out of them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you want know? You want to know what people's dressing up for Halloween? No, I, not people. I want to know if you could dress up as any sports figure for Halloween. Who would it be? I'd dress up like a Red Bull. Okay. All right. Well, that's appropriate. Yeah. Like the like, Red Wolf Howl or like a real actual wolf? Like a like like Howl. Okay. Yeah. And, buddy, I would look good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you done any picks or are you going to go tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And I know Brad Bubba's going to Mobile. I would assume. Yeah, he's probably leaving. He's probably leaving. He's gonna probably be leaving tomorrow. Going to Mobile. Well, I'm sure you can yeah. you can ask him about that this afternoon. Oh well. Uh, how you doing, DK? I'm good. All right, Mark. Well, we gotta what, what, we gotta go to a break. So we appreciate okay. you calling us today. All right. Thank y'all. Thank you. We really do. <laughs> we really do. Kind of. Got to get this process going. One more break to take. Let's take it. We'll come back. Wrap things up on a Thursday Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Central Toyota has your vehicle and your back. And call Central Toyota today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off tomorrow what can be done today. Central Toyota Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Toyota. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Toyota. Schedule your service needs today on Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. There are happy Halloween savings this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. Get fresh whole pork Boston butt single packs, $1.15 a pound. USDA select New York strip steak value packs, $5.94 a pound. Sugardale sliced bacon, 40 ounces, $8.97. Fresh tomatoes on the vine, 68 cents a pound. And Hershey's snack size Halloween candy, $2.45. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. Oh, you ghost and goblins out there. Let HE12 Pizza Company feed your hunger this Halloween season. You have to try the zombie pizza loaded with creepy pepperoni, slimy salami, and an extra helping of spooky sauce. And HE12 Pizza has dessert covered too with their scary Reese's Pieces Pizza. Sure to put the treat in your trick-or-treating. Let HE12 Pizza feed your monstrous appetite with delivery from all three locations. Curbside pickup at Hilltop in Jonesboro and at Manila and drive through window on Ray Street in Jonesboro. Eat local this Halloween at 1812 Pizza Company. <laughs> this is Nathan from Tommy's Express Car Wash, and we're inviting you to the most unique Halloween event of the year during the Tunnel of Terror, a haunted car wash experience Friday and Saturday, October 29th and the 30th from 7 to 10 each night. Get scared, get free candy, and get the best car wash you'll ever have. It's the Tunnel of Terror this Friday and Saturday from 7 to 10 at Tommy's Express Car Wash near the intersection of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. 
You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. It's time for Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater photo contest. Enter your little ghosts and goblins in their Halloween costumes. Then vote and encourage others to vote for an opportunity for them to win one of three great Halloween gift baskets from Farmers Emergence Bank. Everyone who votes will have an opportunity to win a station gift pack. Enter your child's photo in Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater contest through Tuesday, November 2nd at midnight at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Brought to you by The Ticket and Farmers Emergence Bank. Member FDIC. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Appreciate everybody hanging out for hanging out with us today. Got a couple of questions that we've thrown your way on social media. Brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. They might be rethinking that sponsorship. I don't know if they planned on sponsoring a whole bunch of Halloween questions, but appreciate them (laughs) supporting the program uh, day in and day out. Of course, if you're looking to buy a vehicle, that's the place you need to head. KavanaughCars.com. All of their inventory online. And you can do everything you need to do to get you ready for the car buying process as well. So you can you can get pre-approved. You can find out what your trade-in is worth. You can calculate your payment. So you don't, it's it's not just all inventory there at KavanaughCars.com. Really just everything you need to do to get ready to drive away in a new vehicle. Uh, really not any time for phone lines open. I was going to throw out the phone number again, but uh, just about to have the music hit. Looking ahead to tomorrow, of course, we'll have... Five for Friday picks. We'll do our five questions about A-State and South Alabama. We'll continue to preview that game, get you ready for a weekend, recap some Sunbelt Conference track and field championships, recap some Thursday night NFL and Sunbelt action tonight. we got Coastal Carolina and Troy. It's going to be happening. Looking forward to that. And again, really just uh, it's kind of our time to shine as sports fans. We've got the four major sports all going on right now. The World Series week, and tonight, again, marks the stretch, the first night of 27 straight days with football. Either college or pro, 27 straight days. It's nice. I'm not mad about it. So, so Maction, Maction Midweek starts next week? It then? does. Okay. It does. It'll start next Tuesday. Okay. So we'll have Maction Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, you've got Maction all through the week, every week of November. And, of course, we still have our regular Thursday and Friday night games and NFL action on Sunday and Monday. Full college slate on Saturday that we'll get to talk about tomorrow. 27 straight days. Man, there's nothing like betting on midweek action football. There you go. Get fired up, man. <laughs> get fired up. Uh, that's it for us today. Appreciate Keith Merritt hanging out with us for hour number one. Of course, also appreciate... Craig Stevenson of AL.com and Brian Dooley, Arkansas State soccer coach, and of course, back to back Sunbelt Conference Coach of the Year. Appreciate those guys joining us. Those interviews up following the show at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive. 
at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will return at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.